everyone, and welcome to David and Nicole's Survivor Podcast. I am David, and with me, as always, is... Nicole! Hello, everyone! How are you doing, Nicole? I am pretty good. How are you? I'm doing well. A good episode of Survivor, I thought. These last couple ones with just getting the Zapatero people out of the way have been sort of low-key, not the best Survivor episodes, but I think we're getting back on the right track. This one was a little more entertaining, and it's always good to see a blind side, whether it's predictable or not. One announcement before we get started is that the ratings this week were 10.7 million, so about the same as last week, I think. I think we can bring it up a bit more, and, you know, we don't have many episodes left, so people gotta start watching. Yep. And that's my other announcement. There are only two episodes left to Survivor, which means there are only two podcasts this season left. We will be back next week with the last Wednesday episode of Survivor, and then on May 15th will be the two-hour finale followed by the reunion show, and we will be doing our podcast Monday night, so the next day. And then we will be gone for the summer, so we're going to miss you guys, but we will be back for the next season of Survivor in the Fall. But enough of the future. Let's talk about this past episode. One person who's a standout was Natalie. Congratulations, Natalie. I think this is your first time being a standout player. And it was right at the beginning of the episode. She, They got back from tribal council, and she just started crying. And, you know, I think she was just kind of overwhelmed. You know, she's been in the game for a long time now. Probably got a little homesick. And also realizing that... You know, they just got out all the Zapatero people now. They're going to have to start turning on each other. You know, Rob is trying to be very comforting for her. And she is very young. She's 19 years old. And so this is a big thing being out on an island and everything like that. So she was crying then at the beginning of the episode. And then she was crying some more when um, she got to see her loved one, her mom. Um, Basically, the whole time when she saw her mom, she was crying. (laughs) Yeah, Natalie cried a lot. Yeah, pretty much (laughs) she cried the entire episode. And for the reasons you stated she cried, I just want to point out that the reason she said she was crying was hormones. (laughs) Someone asked, is this a happy or a sad cry? She's like, I don't know. (laughs) It's it's hormones. (laughs) Another stand, of course, being Rob. We really got to see more of how he, he's really putting everything he absolutely has into this game. Really wants to win this time. He's going to do everything in his power to make it happen. And I, I think we can say, I don't think anyone really wants it as much as, as Rob right now. At least who's currently on the island. Maybe some Redemption Island people do. But uh, Rob, Rob's putting everything he has in it. And he's still in control. And he still has all his... His sheep following him wherever he goes and uh, doing whatever. And we saw that especially in the challenge where he put everything he had to win it and then afterwards he just collapsed and he was so exhausted. I am amazed by Rob how much, you know, people trust him and even like at Tribal Council, like no one was worried because everyone's like, yeah, I'm not going home. You know, that that's how good Rob is with this game. Like he makes everyone feel comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Until... Boom, they're out. <laughs> or in the words of Andrea, tricky, tricky. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, we have Philip as a standout because Philip, this episode, 
mentioned somewhat of maybe this whole acting crazy is just a strategy so that everyone will take him to the end. And then he has this master plan of how he is going to win over the people at the jury and the final tribal council. So, in our hot topics, we're going to be talking, is Philip a strategic mastermind or is he just crazy? Um, but we did get to see uh, him whacking wasps after yelling at Andrea to not make fast movements. He then proceeds to take a pillow and just starts whacking as fast as he can at a wasp. Mm -hmm. So, way to go, Philip. He wasn't as prominent this episode. I thought I thought it was good that we spread it out more and everyone we sort of got to see a little bit of everyone this episode. It wasn't just Philip or just Rob or anyone, but. Uh, yeah, we did get some good Philip moments, though. And then our last standout players, we have actually the loved ones who came. And, you know, it's just always interesting to see who comes and how they interact with everyone. And one thing that always stands out to me is that when people get to see their loved ones, sometimes they're being all sentimental and just so happy to see them. And other people right away are just talking about the game, you know. And so Natalie with her mom, they're just like, you know, she was crying the whole time. They were being all, like, emotional and everything. And then over there is Rob and his sister, and they're just talking about the game, talking strategy. Um, and then Philip and his uh, sister, they were, you know, he was t telling her, you know, what was going on in the game and stuff like that. So I always find it to be really interesting when the loved ones come on the show. Yeah, I also find it interesting who they choose a lot of the times. Because, like, Grant chose his brother-in-law, which is an interesting choice to me, you know. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I wonder if now people, after watching the show, they know that the loved ones do challenges a lot of the time, if they don't choose someone who they think could help them in a challenge as opposed to the person they'd want to see the most. That's interesting thought, yeah. Like, maybe they chose their mom because their dad was not as physically fit, or vice versa, you know? <laughs> it's just something, I wonder how much consideration that actually goes into the people when they choose their loved ones. Mm -hmm. and, point. I hadn't really thought of that. Because <laughs> I, know, I know it definitely would cross my mind. I don't, I don't know which one would win out, but there is this sort of thing of who do you want to see most versus who's going to help you win. You know, but also Amber was not Rob's loved one. It was um, his sister, but I'm pretty sure that was because at the time Amber was pregnant and uh, you can't really travel outside the country and uh, go on Survivor when you are pregnant. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so we got to see his sister. If you remember in Survivor All-Stars, I think it was his brother who came. So now both Boston Rob's brother and his sister have gotten to be on Survivor. That's cool. And his wife's already been on Survivor twice anyways, so, you know, she didn't, she didn't need yeah. to go. <laughs> so let's move on then to Redemption Island. So we have, you know, Mike and Matt chilling at Redemption Island, and then Ralph comes, and like, oh, Ralph got voted out, but we're glad to see you. And then, like, two minutes later, Steve comes walking in, and they're like, what? A fourth person? Oh, snap. 
<laughs> they get a phone that has videos of their loved ones and says go to the challenge. And when they get there, Jeff Probst says whoever wins the challenge will get to spend time with their loved one. Yep, so then they get into the challenge, and they are breaking tiles. Big shocker. And, and so they all stand there, and they have to toss a ball, and they have four tiles that they have to break. And Mike takes the lead right away, just like he did in the last challenge. And eventually he ends up winning it. So then next was Matt, and then Ralph. And Steve ends up getting out. And, you know, Steve wasn't really in it at all. Like, I don't know. He wasn't performing very well. So um, Steve got out, and then the loved ones came out. Yeah, so Mike's mom came out. But uh, before Mike went off and spent time with his loved one, Jeff Probst said, I have a choice for you to make. You can either spend time with your loved one or... Give that up and let Ralph and Matt see their loved ones. And then he said, or you can give it up and not let Ralph and Matt see them, but have all of the Omatempe 6 who are still in the game get to spend time with their loved ones. So after a moment of decision-making, he ends up quoting scripture and decides to give it to the Omatempe Six. So they get to see all of their loved ones, and the Redemption Island people go away without even a hug, which was pretty sad. Mm-hmm. And uh, back at Redemption Island, Matt, Ralph was pretty mad at Mike for making that decision. Uh, Matt was very impressed, saying he, he doesn't know think that he could have done that, so was sort of impressed that Mike was able to do that. Mm-hmm. So, while that all happened at Redemption Island, let's talk about the challenge and what happened back in the game. So, the immunity challenge was a giant staircase that they had to, in three different sections, put together puzzle pieces that complete the steps. The trick is that they had to do it one at a time. So, they couldn't bring all their pieces up, but they had to only bring one piece at a time. So, if you had the wrong piece, you'd have to go all the way down the stairs until you got the correct one. So really, this is only a three-person battle um, between Grant, Rob, and Andrea. Natalie, Ashley, and Philip were nowhere in it at all. They weren't even close. But as the challenge went on, you could see, you know, everyone was huffing and puffing a little bit, but Rob looked like he was literally about to die and pass out. He was, at one point, using the puzzle piece as a crutch. He was crawling up the stairs... It just, it was almost painful watching how much pain he was in. But all that hard work paid off, and he ended up winning the challenge and getting immunity. But it did come out of price, because right afterwards he almost collapsed and, uh, <laughs> yeah, almost fell down the staircase. But he was able to end up walking and got his immunity necklace. That looked like a really hard challenge. Like, you know, it's so hot out there, the heat and the lack of water during the challenge and everything. Like, it it was painful for me to watch, too. And the way Rob, like, kept trying to stand up and stand on his own, and then he would, like, stumble. I was like, oh, my gosh, is he going to be okay? Like, I was worried they might have to call out the medical team or something, but 
he was all right. He made it. So yeah, it was 110 degrees that day, and maybe this challenge wouldn't be so bad if it was early on in the game. But when you're getting to like six days left and it's thir- day 32 or whatever, you are just physically exhausted, and this challenge sort of kills you. So yeah, it's a very hard challenge. I mean. I hate going to the gym and doing the Stairmaster, <laughs> so I don't think this would be any better when I'm very malnourished and dehydrated in 110 degree weather. So, very very difficult challenge. I give I give them credit for for fighting as hard as they did. And Rob asked for water, and then he dumped it on his head. I'm like, why aren't you drinking it? <laughs> well, he he got a little bit in his mouth, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, let's move on to tribal chat then. You know, tribal council was interesting. Everyone felt pretty comfortable. And Jeff was like trying to figure out, you know, what's going on? Who's the next person? Um, he asked Andrea, do you feel comfortable or whatever? And, it, you know, she does. She feels safe. And Jeff talked to Philip and was trying to. He brought up the challenge and how Philip didn't perform very well, and is that part of his strategy to not be seen as a threat? And Philip was all like, "No, I'm a threat." Blah blah blah, kind of explaining that, and like, um, "Philip, you don't want to be seen as a threat. Why are you trying to convince people that you are a threat?" <laughs> yeah, I love the irony of Philip. Me too. And so then, you know, they. It, they right before the vote, Jeff is like, "So Philip, do you have any? Uh, what do you think your great grandfather would say right now?" And I don't remember what it was, but like, you know, you've made it this far, and whatever, you're gonna make it farther. I it, think it the it was called three words: hold the faith. Yeah, that was what he said. I was, <laughs> he said something else after hold the faith, but yeah. It it was interesting. Um, they ended up voting for Andrea, and she was blindsided. She was surprised. She was kind of hurt. She called them tricky, and off she went. So let's talk about then what, what went wrong for Andrea. What do you think went wrong? Well, obviously she was seen as a threat. She was a big competitor. She obviously wanted to win that challenge for a while. She was really close to winning the immunity challenge. And just also she felt really safe. She didn't realize that she was kind of on the outs. She wasn't being very aware, and she was putting too much trust in Rob, I think. Yeah, for me, I think it all goes back to when Matt came back from Redemption Island. I think if she would have sort of isolated herself from him, maybe Rob could have trusted her more or anything. But I think Rob knew that she was, first of all, that she was smarter than the other two girls. And with Matt still being in the game, he didn't want to risk Matt coming back and then they buddying up and voting him out or anything. So I actually think Andrew's downfall is the fact that Matt keeps winning at Redemption Island. That's true, yeah. So, being the biggest threat and having ties with people who could potentially go back in the game is the reasons why she got voted out. And then, of course, not realizing that she was in danger, so she didn't scramble or anything. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on to hot topics, then. Our first hot topic, as I mentioned earlier, is Philip, strategic mastermind 
or just plain crazy in the non-racist way. You know, this whole time I've been thinking that he is crazy. And I know there have been moments when he said very smart things where I've noticed, hey, maybe he does have a bit of strategy. But this was the real moment when I realized just how much he was thinking about the game, that he was like purposely trying to annoy people just to show that he is still that annoying person that no one wants around. Because he, he knows that Rob is going to take him to the end and everything. And like I, I still can't figure him out because I still want to call him crazy. But I, who knows what he is going to say if he gets to the you know, final tribal council. What's he gonna, is he going to be able to convince people? Like... <laughs> I have no idea now. He, he has a way with words that is very interesting. So, I, you know, I guess I'll go with you, the mastermind, a crazy mastermind. For me, the way I see it, Philip is crazy. There's no way to go around it. This wasn't his strategy because it happened from day one, and he's just playing crazy. However, I think he's embraced his craziness and realized along the way that, hey, Maybe this actually helps me being crazy. So I think at times maybe he plays it up a little now. But I still think Philip is crazy. I think I don't think all these times he staged it to be that way. Especially early on where he was that close to being voted out every tribal council. You know, so I'm going to have to go crazy. But he's taking his crazy and embracing it and helping it further him along. <laughs> Okay. All right. Our next question then is Mike. Was it a strategic decision to give up the loved ones, or do you think it truly came out of his heart and from uh, reading the Bible and from God? You know, he said that it came from the heart and everything like that, and I think part of it did. You know, I he's a human being, and he, he wanted to see people happy with their loved ones or whatever, do something nice. But I would also think that there had to be some strategy in that, too, because if he wins Redemption Island enough to make it back into the game, like, these are the people he's going to be playing with. I think that he's going to have some points for letting them see their loved ones. I mean, it's hard to know exactly how much that would actually help him if he gets back into the game, but... I always think it's worth a shot. I think it was a strategic move. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm sort of in between. I do think part of it was the heart, but at the same time, if it was just a heart decision, he wouldn't have said, now don't vote me out, guys, as he was leaving and everything. You know, So mm -hmm. obviously he knew there was some st strategic element of it, and, and I, think, I think it's one of those double-edged swords. Yes, he was doing it out, out of his heart, but... I don't know if he would have been as inclined to do it had there not been a benefit from it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, he's obviously benefiting from it as well. But at the same time, if Boston Rob's still in the game, he knows then if Mike gets in, he's going out immediately because that's not going to affect Boston Rob. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go 50-50 and say, you know, it was half his heart, but it's also controlled by strategy. Let's move on then to David's five funniest moments. Let's start with number five. Number five goes to Natalie when asking, are these happy tears or sad tears? Her response, 
hormone tears. <laughs> so Natalie and her hormone tears take number five. Number four is Philip coming up to the tribe and saying, "You mangled my nets." <laughs> Just when the Zapateers were here, these were perfect, and now look at them. You mangled my nets. So this is this is a really funny line, especially taken out of context. <laughs> Number three. You know, it was painful to see Rob and everything, and I was like, oh, that doesn't feel good that he's exhausted and everything. But there was a moment to me that was really funny. After he said, you know, I'm good, I can stand up, and he stands up, and then he almost falls face first down the stairs. <laughs> There's a moment where he's like, oh! And then I'm like, oh my goodness, is he going to fall face down? And then he recovers. But to me, it probably wouldn't have been as funny if he got hurt and everything, but the fact that he recovered just makes it hilarious that there's a second where he's about to fall face first down the stairs. Brought me back to my, like, Looney Tunes days. <laughs> Number two, Philip at Tribal Council, say when Jeff Probst is trying to help him, saying he's not that big of a threat, so people should keep him, and then Philip goes on this tirade to say, no, I am a threat, and this was just a bad, a bad challenge for me. I can prove it. And then the army, yada, yada, yada. So the irony of Philip takes number two. And it also takes number one with Philip saying, Andrea, stop moving fast. Because obviously that's not, that's making the bee, the, the wasp angry. And then proceeding to take a pillow and just start whacking as fast as he can, trying to hit the wasp. So <laughs> Philip the wasp whacker is the number one funniest moment. Let's move on then to Nicole's dumbest move of the week. Okay, so this week it goes to Andrea. She just thought she was safe, you know? She didn't know. She was blindsided. And she should have been more aware of her actions and, like, things that might be implicating her as being, you know, lower in the alliance. So um, just not even realizing that she was in trouble, she gets the dumbest news. Yeah. Andrea being way too comfortable in this game, you should never be too comfortable, and I think that is not a very bright move on her part. And she got voted out because of it. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to David and Nicole's Survivor Play of the Day. This is part of the show where Nicole and I each choose our most memorable or most impactful moment from this past episode. We go back and forth, one of us concedes, and we will have a winner. Nicole, what is your play of the day? My play of the day would be... Mike deciding to let all the Omotepe people see their loved ones. I think it was um, nice of him. I think that it could affect him in the game later on if he gets back in. And we got to see more people with loved ones then. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to go with then Rob winning immunity and collapsing afterwards thought it was just a very memorable moment. It was cool to see how much Austin Rob actually puts into this game. And uh, it gave me a little flashback of Heroes vs. Villains where he collapsed. Yeah, I mean, that was a definitely a standout moment for me as well. Very memorable. And I don't know like if it how much it affects the game because it's not like Rob would have been going home anyways if he had not won immunity. So you're saying that Mike choosing the six could have a lasting impact on the game? It could, if he gets back in. All right, I am going to concede 
and I'm going to agree with you that Mike choosing to give the Ometempe six the loved ones as opposed to himself or the other Redemption Island people is the survivor play of the day. Da-da-da! Congratulations, Nicole. Let's move on to next time on Survivor. So next time on Survivor just seems like a whole lot of chaos. Rob goes after Ashley, even telling Natalie that she's not to be trusted. What side will Natalie choose? And who will come out on top? Plus, there's Snakes, Philip, and Psycho. Now, I was not sure if it was a metaphorical or literal snake, but I'm pretty sure the Psycho is referring to Philip. <laughs> so, stay tuned to see who the next person voted out is and will join Redemption Island, plus find out if Andrea will beat one of the guys and continue in her quest to get back into the game. So, let's move on to predictions. So, Nicole, who is going to lose Redemption Island? Well, it's hard to say. So, who's going to be there? It's going to be Ralph, Matt, Mike, and Andrea. I think Ralph is going to lose. I I don't think he's that strong of a competitor. All right. I'm going to go with another long shot and say Matt. I have faith in Andrea, and I think Mike is clearly dominating these duels, even ahead of Matt. I think Ralph may edge out Matt this time. So, we'll see. Okay. Immunity challenge. Who's going to win it? It's only five people. Uh, I think that Grant's going to win this time. He's a strong guy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say Rob again, then. I'm just going to say he continues his streak here. Okay. All right, and who is going to get voted out? I don't know. I I think it might be Ashley. I just found it interesting when she said something next time on Survivor. She was, like, saying that she loves blindsides. I'm like, oh, wait till you get blindsided. So I'm going to say Ashley. (laughs) I'm going to say Ashley as well. I'm pretty sure that Ashley is next on Rob's hit list. And uh, we'll be saying goodbye, Ashley, and she'll be saying hello to Redemption Island. I just also want to point out that I was three for three in predicting last time. I predicted Steve was going to get out. I predicted that Rob was going to win immunity, and I predicted that Andrew was going to get voted out. Good job. Yes. Well, thank you. But there are predictions, and most likely I will not be correct (laughs) twice in a row. So uh, if you have your uh, different predictions than us, please leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. But speaking of comments, you can do it on our website, survivorpodcast.blogspot.com, or you can uh, do it on our iTunes account, David and Nicole's Survivor Podcast. And not only can you comment, but you can rate and subscribe and favorite and uh, anything and everything. We love to hear from uh, from fans and feedback and everything, so uh, let us know. Yep. But that is all for this episode of David and Nicole's Survivor Podcast. This is David saying bye. This is Nicole saying bye.